post-recovery, I felt it. Here's God's message for you to be the vessel. We launched the Superhuman Life podcast. Over 100,000 downloads and a YouTube channel that's less than six months old with over 150,000 views. Cool stuff. We spent a lot of the early episodes specifically talking about addiction, sharing my story, interviewing other people, interviewing other experts. So just get messages from guys all the time. Frankie, thank you for your workouts. Thank you for, you added, you know, an inch to my biceps. As we started having real vulnerable conversations though, those messages began to change. Frank, thank you for addressing the topic that nobody was talking about. A couple more months go by. Frank, I'm struggling. Can you help me? Been a coach. Had a lot of confidence I could help somebody transform their life. Help you with porn addiction? I'm not your guy. Gentlemen, what is going on, guys? Welcome back this week to another amazing, guys, and very monumental and important episode of The Superhuman Life. As always, guys, before we dive into today's episode, let me take a moment and remind you how incredibly grateful and thankful we are to have you here with us today. Guys, I'm your host, Frank Rich, and this is the only podcast in the world that is dedicating to helping men level up in those five key areas of his life. Yes, we're talking about his faith, his fitness, his finance, his family, and ultimately, and really today, we're talking about freedom. Guys, we made it. Episode 200. You know, I've been hinting at this for the last couple of weeks, and you know, it's hard to think that less than four years ago, we embarked on this journey. Some of you there were with us from the beginning, and you've been with us every single week since the beginning. And guys, I never truthfully would have thought that at the time of launching this podcast, we would have made it uh, to 200 episodes. You know, I had a vision back four years ago about sharing my story and sharing what God was doing in my life. And all I wanted to do was put what was going on in and through me out into the world, the hope that it would inspire at least one person to maybe search a little bit deeper inside of themselves. You know, to think that in a span of a handful of years, we recorded 200 episodes. I've had the opportunity to be interviewed over 50 times on various shows. You know, we've reached hundreds of thousands of people with this message. We've reached millions of people uh, through our videos on YouTube. We've had the opportunity to impact directly thousands of men's lives. And I've had the opportunity personally to lead over 300 men to freedom from pornography. So we want to share um, a little bit about the beginning and I want to do it in a special and unique way here today, guys. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different. It's not going to be me interviewing anybody. What I have for you though, is I have a recording of a talk that I gave a few weeks ago at Grace Family Church here in Tampa, uh, which is a church that I've been attending for the last four years. Many of the ideas, many of the original stories and conversations that we shared came out of conversations, came out of messages that I was getting delivered to me at Grace Family. And it's really surreal for me as somebody, you guys know, it came to my faith in late 2018. And I can remember less than five years ago, sitting in the top of the Raptors at Grace family for the first time. So to think in a handful of years, I've gone from sitting all the way at the top of the auditorium to making my way down close to the stage 
to building close personal relationships with many of the staff, many of the pastors, and now having the opportunity to speak to the men there uh, truly was surreal and something that I was so incredibly grateful to come on and share my story, my journey uh, to finding freedom, and then many of the things that we've been able to do here at Rebuilt Recovery and the Superman Life since 2019. So guys, this talk is going to walk you through the journey that I went through in 2018 and 2019 to finding my freedom, the journey that we went through in launching this podcast. We talk about uh, some of the impact that we've been able to have. And then I want to give you guys some value as well. So maybe you're a man right now that is struggling with finding his freedom. Maybe you're struggling with actually breaking the chains of this bondage, you know, after thousands of conversations, thousands of coaching calls, identified the three biggest mistakes that men are making. I want to give those to you today. And I want to give you an opportunity to not make those same mistakes. Guys, so in this conversation or in this talk, I'm going to break down those three common mistakes from what I've seen, like I said, after working and having thousands of conversations with broken men, with men that are struggling, but more importantly, how we've been able to help men find the freedom in their life, guys. So after listening to this talk, I want you to stick around. Uh, I'm going to return back and I'm going to present you with a special invitation. So guys, let's get into today's talk, today's podcast episode, episode 200. We're so grateful to have you here, guys, with us. If you're getting value, please take a moment and let us know your thoughts here, guys. Let us know what you're getting out of these conversations. Truthfully, if you take a minute and leave us a rating and review, it would do more for me and would do more for this show than you would ever truly believe. Guys, without further ado, let's get into the talk here. The three biggest mistakes that men are making when trying to quit porn. We love you guys. Stick around because I'll see you on the other side. Get started. Can I have everybody stand up? Every single person in the room, please stand up. Now from here, if you're at a table that has four people or less, I need one person from that table to sit down. Tables of four or less, one person. Tables of five to seven, two people sit down, please. And if your table has more than seven people, three people sit down. Everybody else remains standing. Jeff mentioned it at the beginning, but this is something that we probably all dealt with, struggled with, or had as part of in our life at some point. I want you to look around at the men standing up right now. These men signify the amount of men in this room that have looked at pornography this month. It's not my number. It's not something I pulled out of a hat. That's a stat. Research-based, 70% of men, 18 and older, consume, consume pornography on a monthly basis. Now, as much as that number signifies a problem that we all are aware of, I think it provides a little bit of hope and encouragement. Because we're going to get to it. If this is something that maybe you're struggling with or have or know somebody in their life, what we just did represents that you are not alone. They are not alone. Less than five years ago, I sat up there in the auditorium, last row for the first time ever, December 2019, 2018, I'm sorry. Just giving my life to Christ two months prior to that on Church Street in Orlando, Florida. Now, my entire life was a constant pursuit from 20 to 35 years old, acquiring material possessions, building my body up, being a competitive bodybuilder, 
doing everything that I wanted to do, anything that brought pleasure, excitement into my life. October 22nd, 2018. I had reached a point in my life where, although I had achieved some success in the world, things had gotten really, really dark. People in my life, my family, my friends, had no clue who I was and what I was going through. And it all started with me surrendering my life first. And as I sat up there listening to Matt Roden speak for the first time, there was a sense of light shined into my life. I carried around so much guilt, so much shame, so much frustration for so many years. So many secrets had been kept from every person in my life. But I started to feel some hope. We fast forward here a few months to February of 2019. One thing I've been very fortunate to have in my life has been an incredible support group. Strong, kingdom-driven, kingdom-minded men that always saw more in me than I ever saw in myself. I used to work out with this group every single week. For years, I'd show up on a Thursday afternoon. I'd drive across the bridge from Tampa, Florida, to Largo. My buddy owns a gym out there. Every Thursday, we'd work out. And then as the time passed, it'd go from workouts to workout and lunch. The more and more time I spent with these guys, the more I realized there was something different about all of them. They welcomed me into their life. They welcomed me into their families. Like I said, they saw more in me than I had ever saw in myself. Thursday, February 14th, 2019, Valentine's Day, the day of love. Been in a long-term committed relationship. Ups and downs, we had had some good, many, many good times, but reached a point where we were very, very rocky. And I take all the blame for that, all my responsibility, because of secrets, lies, hiding things. But I knew that day, at that gym in Clearwater, that something was going to change. I was sitting in a car after the workout, and out of the blue, one of my best friends in the world, Zach, mid-conversation, starts talking about breathing exercises. Who here knows Wim Hof? Any Wim Hof fans in the house? He goes, Frank, I got to tell you about these breathing exercises I'm doing, man. This box breathing stuff that Wim Hof teaches, man, it's powerful. It's giving me peace. It's giving me calm, control of my life. But Frank, you know what it's doing? It's helping me control my porn addiction. It's 35 years old, and I never in my life heard a grown man talk about his porn addiction. I had struggled for almost 20 years. I had tried to quit. I told people I was done doing it. I had even purchased a secret laptop that stayed in the closet that the only time it ever came out was when I was home alone. So I knew I had a problem. I didn't know 70% of the men in the world did, though, too. And when Zach shared that with me, I felt an opportunity. This wasn't by accident. We had just got done working out. We were talking about what we were going to have for lunch. How did porn addiction make it into that conversation? So I stopped Zach and I said, thank you. I don't know why you felt compelled to share that with me right now, but there's something I want to share with you. And I went on for the next 10 minutes to talk about 
six years old, seeing it for the first time in my dad's sock drawer, to hiding magazines in the woods. I was joking with Coop about that earlier tonight. To having the internet brought into our home when I was around 15 years old. And remember, the downloading of the images would take an hour. And I shared it all with him. And I made two commitments. I said, Zach, I'm done. I'm sick and tired of what this is doing. I feel drained. I feel like a fraud. I feel like a liar everywhere I go. I'm done. Zach, I need some help, though. I don't think that this is a battle we're meant to walk alone. Zach, can you help me? We check in on me. We hold me accountable. And as any good brother would do, he put his arm around me and said, whatever you need, man, we're in this together. And I said, the next thing I need to do is I need to go home and tell Stephanie. She was really the one that needed to know. Largo to Tampa is about a 40-minute commute from where I was staying at the time. And man, that was a tough drive home. You guys ever had the enemy in one ear? You don't need to do this. It'll be okay. Just don't tell Zach. Just keep doing what you're doing. And then on the other side, that conviction. No, Frank, you need to be a man of your word. You need to live the character traits that you are learning from these other men. I didn't tell her that day, though. And I went to bed. Very heavy. Woke up the next morning, Friday. I said, we had a two-bedroom townhouse, and my office was one end of the hallway. She was getting ready at the other end. About 9.30 in the morning, just felt the conviction. She needs to know right now. So I go into the, the closet, literally pulled the, the laptop out, off the ground out of the closet, walked into the room where she was getting ready that morning. Strange look, Frank, why are you coming in here in the morning? And why do you have a laptop? I said, Steph, I know you know some things about me. I know I've hinted at some things that I watched. It's probably not a secret, but I don't think you understand the depth and severity. And just like I shared everything with Zach the day before, this emotional conversation with Stephanie, which ended with me taking that computer and ripping it apart, which sounds really cool, but laptops are made in two pieces, so they're, they're meant to be broken, but it's always cool to say you tore a laptop apart with your bare hands. Now, that's a cool story of what God did for me. But what's happened since then, I think, is what's really powerful. Jeff listed off a couple things that I'm involved in here today. As I went through what we call a rebooting process over the next couple of months, my life began to change. Now, I've been deep in personal development, attending Tony Robbins seminars. I've read close to a thousand books in my life. I've been a competitive bodybuilder, been in the fitness space, worked as a trainer. I've always been about growth and development, never shy of chasing becoming the best version of myself. But for 20 years, there's always something holding me back. So as the next couple of months carried on, my brain began to heal. My heart began to change. I was on a call about an hour and a half ago with one of the groups that I run. About a month into the program, and a particular student or member within this group has talked for the last couple of weeks about the biggest thing he's noticing is how he sees people. The ability to be present with his children. The ability to be present and engaged 
with his wife. That's what I felt. As somebody that had lived a secret life for 20 years, for the first time in my life, I began to see people for who they were, for the daughters, for the sons that they all are. Mention this life I've spent in development, personal development, self-help. Got any podcast fans in the house? A couple of them. I should describe myself as a podcast connoisseur. I first started listening to Lewis House, Summit of Greatness in 2014. And for me, it was a type of content that I never heard, engaged with, interacted before. Being able to sit there and feel like you're in a conversation, two, three, four people, to me, was so engaging. And as I was running my fitness business, which I started in 2017, to talk about all the time. I'm going to have a podcast one day called Muscles and Mindsets, called Masthetic Muscle. I probably had 50 different podcast titles and ideas written out. None of them ever stuck. None of them ever felt like this is the one. This is the message. As I was navigating this journey, though, post-recovery, I felt it. Here's your opportunity, Frank. Here's your message. Here's God's message for you to be the vessel to share with the world. July 8th, 2019, we launched the Superhuman Life podcast. It's a 90 minute episode where I was interviewed, basically sharing a much more extended version of what I'm sharing with you guys here today. Less than four years now, 192 episodes, over 100,000 downloads, on the audio side, and a YouTube channel that's less than six months old with over 150,000 views. Cool stuff, right? What was really amazing though is what came out of those first six months. Apple recognized us, they picked us up, they threw us on their front page, they called it this new and noteworthy section. It helps you get some traction, helps you get some eyeballs. We spent a lot of the early episodes specifically talking about addiction sharing my story, interviewing other people, interviewing other experts. I've had the opportunity to speak with some of the world's leading neuroscientists, the head of Stanford Addiction Department, Dr. Anna Lemke, Dopamine Nation. I've had NFL Super Bowl champions on, New York Times best-selling authors, seven, eight, nine-figure entrepreneurs. Six months into it, though, I'd, I'd mentioned I ran a fitness company. So I had a little bit of a public presence, I guess you could say social media, email lists. What's cool is after having the conversations on the podcast, the messages that we begin to receive radically changed. Been helping guys for a long time, helping them build more muscle, helping them get in shape, done some contest prep coaching. So used to get messages from guys all the time. Frankie, thank you for your workouts. Thank you for, you added, you know, an inch to my biceps. You helped me get six pack abs. All cool stuff, right? We all want to look better. I think it's amazing if you can get control of your body. As we started having real vulnerable conversations, though, those messages began to change. Frank, thank you for addressing the topic that back in 2019, nobody was talking about. Frank, thank you for sharing this. We appreciate, respect what you're doing. Appreciate your vulnerability. You don't see a lot of six foot three, 250 pound grown men talk about their dark secrets or their struggles. 
couple more months go by, really gaining some traction. Frank, I'm struggling. Can you help me? Been a coach, been a sales leader, been a sales trainer, ran large teams, ran small teams. Had a lot of confidence I could help somebody transform their life. Help you with porn addiction? I'm not your guy. Just listen to the podcast. We're giving all the secrets away. I mentioned earlier, one of the things that I've been really, really fortunate to have in my life is an amazing group of men. The same group of guys that saw more in me back in 2017 and welcomed me into their gym were the same group of guys that saw more in me in early 2020 when the world was asking me for help and I didn't think that I could. Frank, you didn't struggle for 20 years for nothing. You didn't tear a computer apart. You didn't radically transform your life just for you. We believe in you, Frank. January 28th, 2020. I'm really good at remembering dates. January 28th, 2020. I'm attending a business conference, Clearwater, Florida. They teach this marketing tactic, which I'm not going to get into the weeds with it, but basically the way to launch an online business with zero program, zero, zero nothing. Just see if there's a market. So I did this little, called an SMS post. Looks like Twitter. You guys have probably seen them on social media, maybe. So I'm looking for five guys. They're sick and tired of living with this secret and are ready to change. I will personally coach you over the next four months. The 28th was a Saturday. That Monday, that post went live around 2 p.m. on social media. By 6 p.m., I'm proud to say we had our first ever two clients for Rebuilt Recovery. Three and a half years later, Rebuilt Recoveries YouTube channel, 1.5 million views, almost 11,000 subscribers, 5,000 men, 5,000 men have downloaded and at least attempted to go through our seven-step guide to creating a life without porn. And over 350 men have successfully gone through our Reboot Your Life program. All because I had a conversation one day. I don't want to make this just about Frank and Rebuilt Recovery and a podcast and a story. There's a lot of great power behind that. But when Jeff invited me here, he said, we need to give these guys something to do. So in the last three plus years, I've had thousands of conversations with men. And what I want to do is I just want to tell anybody out there that this will resonate with, what are some of the biggest mistakes I see men making right now when it comes to overcoming this, getting it out of their life? The word I like to use is transcending it. So I'm going to give you the three biggest mistakes I see men making. Number one is what I like to call their frame of reference or how they are actually looking at the problem. So most of you heard Hal's talk this weekend. Yes, powerful stuff. He shared something though in that talk that I don't know, I, f I don't wanna say I don't fully agree with because it wouldn't be wise for me to stand up here and say I don't fully agree with the pastor's message on Saturday. But Hal talked about overcoming alcoholism. And that if you're, if you're somebody that's struggling with drinking, you're struggling with alcohol, you don't try to live a life where you just manage it. You change everything about who you are. But when I talk to men that are struggling with pornography, most of them I hear are just trying to manage it. 
maybe I can live with this thing and it's not really going to impact me. Maybe I can have some success in quitting. I think that's a poor frame of reference or a poor approach. If we could transcend an alcohol addiction, if we could transcend a drug addiction, why wouldn't we be able to transcend a porn addiction? Instead of learning to manage our issues with pornography, instead of learning to quit, why don't we become the man that no longer wants it? Become the man that no longer desires it. Now, saying that is easy, right? I understand saying I want to become this man is a lot easier than saying I'm going to quit. But if we start with the right frame of reference, if we start with the right aim in mind, then we could build a successful plan to help us get there. Second mistake I see men making kind of piggybacks off of the first one. Broken systems, broken approaches. Talked about it again tonight in our, in our group call. You guys are familiar with accountability blockers, softwares, Covenant Eye is a big one, Blocker X. Once again, guys, 70% 70, 70 of you have looked at it, so we don't need to be shy. We can, we can raise our hand. So accountability softwares. I think there's some value in using them, but anybody that understands human behavior, fathers will understand this. If you tell a child they can't have something, it's the first thing that kid's going to do. Figure out how to get it right. I think it's a part of our nature that if there's something that we say we can't have, this little subconscious mind of ours begins to figure out how can we get it. And that's where I see things like softwares, while they can be a tool, if that's our whole approach is I'm going to put this app on my phone or on my computer and tell myself I can't have something, brother, in my opinion, that's a recipe for failure. Because there will come a time, late night, decision fatigue, willpower is down, stressed, anxious, irritable. You put the app on, you figure out how to get it off. So we have a poor frame of reference or we're looking at the goal the wrong way. We're using broken systems. The third one you guys aren't going to like, most men don't do what, they're, what they say they're going to do. Anybody hit snooze this morning? Anybody start a New Year's resolution of getting in shape? The snoozing one is the, uh, a one I touch on a lot. Most men don't do what they say they're going to do. And when we develop a pattern in our life, from the minute we wake up of not doing what we say we're going to do, that begins to become our identity, who we are. For 20 years, I was a liar. I held secrets. Big one. But it made it very easy for me to keep little secrets. If I tell myself I'm going to wake up at six o'clock every morning, but when it hits six o'clock, it's not really that important to me. I tell myself I'm going to go to the gym, but on the drive home from work, it's a long day. The boss yelled at me, drive right by it. If I told myself I wasn't going to eat the ice cream. Kids go to sleep. Wife goes upstairs, grab the spoon, start eating the ice cream, developing a pattern and reputation with ourselves that our word doesn't mean anything. And if our word doesn't mean anything to us, why when we say I'm done with pornography, would we actually be done with pornography? That's why a lot of our work 
that we do is not focused on pornography. Our tagline, our saying, what we do with Rebuild Recovery, our mission is to help men become better men by quitting porn first and rebuilding their lives. Because I believe when you live a life of keeping your commitments, when you honor your word in every small way, when you live a life of service, when you live a life of gratitude, the desire to seek meaningless pleasure, from my experience, goes away. So there might be some of you right now that are feeling this talk a little bit. I'm going to hand it over to the tables here in a minute. And I'm going to hang around. I'll be in the room. If anybody has any questions, I'd be happy to, to help the leaders here tonight. But a million people have been reached million plus. Over 300 men have been freed, some in this Tampa Bay area. But what's been cool is because we work remotely and digitally, I've been able to truly impact the world over 15 different countries. And all of that started a Thursday afternoon when I found the courage to have a real, open, vulnerable conversation. So an invitation to anybody tonight that's hearing this with a heavy heart, find a brother. Maybe it's your table leader. Maybe it's somebody from a different table. Maybe it's Jeff. It's myself. But the invitation is to be real. Be honest. Be vulnerable. Because as we shared at the beginning, you are not alone. We want to do everything we can to help you guys to freedom. And it is possible truly is possible so the invitation is there guys balls in your court what is going on guys it's so good to be back here with you what did you think about the talk guys uh like i said it was truly surreal for me to be standing on that stage that i've sat and looked at almost every single sunday and had a message delivered to me what an amazing opportunity what a way that this journey has all come to Full circle, right? Started much of it at the church. And now, guys, I got to get back on and deliver the talk to the men, guys. So uh, you heard me, guys, right? Like the invitation and the opportunity is there. Maybe you've been struggling with this in your life. Maybe you've been living with some secrets. Maybe you've been living with that guilt and shame, guys. You know, I think the biggest thing that you can do right now is you can, A, realize and understand that you are not alone. If you're struggling with a porn addiction, you are not walking this journey all by yourself. Uh, you know, the, the research and data tells us that roughly 70% of men are consuming pornography on a regular basis. Now, if you're looking to break free, now you're beginning to separate yourself. And this is where we can help. So guys, we've spent the last three and a half years truly mastering what it takes for a man to break free. We know the mistakes, guys. I just shared three of the biggest ones. We also know the pathway. We know what it takes. And we know that it needs to have a community you need to have some support, you need to have some accountability, and you need to have a roadmap, and you need to have a plan. And guys, we've been working hard and diligently behind the scenes to create an environment that every single man can feel safe, can feel secure, and begin to find his freedom, guys. So if you are ready and you've been wrestling with this and today's talk was what you needed to hear, we want to extend the invitation out to you guys. Visit www.brotherhoodredefined.com forward slash 
info. Guys, and there's going to be a short video where we talk about our new community of brotherhood, our new community of men fighting addiction, of men linking up with each other, of men taking aim in their life and taking back control, guys, and what we're going to do for this episode specifically. Our new community uh, is $4.99 enrollment, and then it's $1.99 per month. And we'll give you all the details about that, guys. But if you decide that this is the community that's going to walk with you alongside you in this journey, guys, we're going to waive our enrollment fee, guys. So what you need to do is visit www.brotherhoodredefined.com forward slash info, fill an application out, and make sure to mention episode 200. Because if you mention episode 200 on our call, we're going to make sure that we waive the enrollment fee. We're going to save you $500, guys. So check it out, guys. But we love you. And we hope that today's message was what you needed to hear to begin to take the steps, to begin to take the action, to begin to find the freedom that you ultimately deserve in your life because that's the only way that you're going to become the man that God has created you to be. Brotherhood Redefined, guys. Check it out. We'll see you on the other side. God bless you. We'll see you next week. <laughs>